0: Alright, welcome back to a brand new episode of Two Please. I'm your host Avin. And I'm your co-host Rohit. Your gate-crashing co-host Rohit. It's not (laughs) gate-crashing. It was just a slightly confusing turn of events for today. So uh, Avin thought we were doing this on Zoom per usual, but
1: uh, I was under the impression that since Avin is in Bangalore, I'll just show up unannounced. Uh, Fortunately, it worked out. I, I beat the rain and Avin was... In
0: town. That yeah. Something that I did not bothered to check before. Right? <laughs> it I very funny because if he showed up and my dad answered, I'd be like, I, I think I know you, but I don't think Abin's here. Abin's <laughs> <laughs> not in the country. But, and I'd be like sitting somewhere in my 7x7 bedroom being like, bro, where are you, bro? <laughs> I sent Zoom link also. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but we're here. We're and here. We're doing this. This episode is happening. What are we talking about today, Abhin? We're talking about great pilots or like one of the best. And I don't mean pilots as in airplane pilots, because that would be slightly different for this week's little off base for our target audience of five people. (laughs) (laughs) We're discussing our favorite first episodes of of pilots of our favorite seasons of all time. I don't think we're going to do the traditional... 3v3 that we end up doing I feel like this I think that works better when we're on zoom because
1: we need a bit of structure in that yeah, chaos but yeah. I mean so again, really- since we're in the same room we just let the conversation flow organically again just a caveat here um, while we're discussing great pilots they need not have necessarily led to great shows yeah, and that is, yeah for sure <laughs> 100% but I'm just thinking all of the examples okay I don't know I, don't, I think some of them are not great shows for the most part they are so these
0: pilots don't necessarily have to have let like great TV shows right I don't think that's what we're discussing today
1: I I, okay. I want to say some of them have lost their way but
0: see it <laughs> see it some of them have lost their way I know see what their way well, yeah, of course I mean we have to discuss it it's good <laughs> yeah. to be on the list but before we begin I think we must start the show yeah. let's start the show I am big it's the pictures that got small <laughs> Yes, Greatest Pilots, first episodes of a TV show that you've really liked and not liked after a while. Uh, I don't know, no. how does how does one begin this? Like, okay, to, we'll explain to our viewers what a pilot is. Go for it. Okay, a pilot is basically the first episode of a show that a showrunner creates to pitch to a network.
1: Yeah.
0: And if the network likes the pilot, they decide to build a full season out of it. Yes, and not necessarily... Um... What the final first episode of the
1: show might be. Exactly. It's it's more like the rough draft. Mm-hmm. Um. It's it's like an it's like a, a trailer for. I mean, it's for the creators to show this is what what it
0: roughly it could be, it could be like. like. And this is the, and they have a plan for a season and some pilots make it out the door. Some get edited. Some are horribly horribly made. Like. Yeah. And and uh, from what I've understood, pilots are
1: probably the the biggest. If, if, it, if you were to look at the funnel of like TV shows that, that are made, pilot is like the biggest cutoff where yeah, a shit ton of pilots that get made, but uh, no, a no, lot no, of yeah. them don't really get picked up. Mm, so none
0: of them actually see the light of day. Yeah. yeah it's just, but there are some really uh, interesting pilots that have come out over the last few years. We alluded to one in the, in our pre-credit role, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in our cold open, so to speak. And uh, I think we should talk about Lost. We should. I, yeah. I think that is the pilot of, pilot of all pilots. All pilots, yeah. yeah. I think we should like spend a few minutes talking about it because I think Lost, to date, is the most expensive pilot ever produced. Or well, at the time was the most expensive mm-hmm. pilot ever produced. Uh, I believe the likes of Game of Thrones and um, Rome yeah. probably sure. had bigger budgets. But in 2004, uh, it was possibly... The biggest.
1: Definitely. And what a way to hook your viewers, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. the pivotal event that kind of is the centerpiece of the rest of the series or the rest of the show Mm -hmm. happens in the pilot itself, the plane crash and uh, it's just, it it leaves you at a stage with so many more questions and, and not in the bad sense, right? Uh, a lot of time, pilots leave you with questions where you don't bother to find what the answer is. Yeah. That's when you're, you know, you're going to disengage. But Lost just keeps you on the hook, and you're like, okay, I'm definitely watching what's happening next.
0: Obviously, true to its name, the show loses its this this, way. Yeah. Uh, I think by the third season, I had lost all interest. Yeah, <laughs> and apparently, by the fifth season, there were questions on. Whether they were actually on the island? Is the island some sort of metaphor for something? I, I don't know. I, I gave up very quickly on... It lost, it. lost its audience. I mean, yeah. The puns keep... <laughs> the puns keep, like, coming, you know. Coming. Uh, I, but I was really into the first two episodes. I remember we used to get DVD yeah. box sets at the time. So my dad bought a DVD box set. Yeah. Not the official DVD box set, but a DVD box set, nonetheless. <laughs> uh, and I watched the first two episodes and was thoroughly hooked. Yeah. Uh, I think it... it uh, Lost gave us J.J. Abrams. Exactly. J.J. Abrams was kind of... Um, this was his his big break on TV or other like the most successful thing that yeah, yeah. Uh, he was on TV for. I think also written by uh, by Damon Lindelof, mm. who has gone on to write and create other really divisive shows. I think Watchmen... Uh, on the the HBO show also as a great first episode. You didn't like it? No, no. I loved it. I'm just
1: like... That was my appreciative... Not nod. It was like... Oh, woof. That was my appreciative... I love Watchmen. I think that the TV show... It's amazing. It... How do I put this? The last couple of episodes go places where you could very easily lose the audience. Mm. Uh, It requires a lot more suspension of disbelief than all of the episodes leading up to it. But Mm. I still feel it's a great work and it's especially... The way it shows the uh, Tulsa massacre of uh, 1921
0: yeah. mm-hmm. is amazing yeah like in, in, honestly I didn't even know of it and that's mm-hmm. just how much of our history has been whitewashed yeah, yeah. so uh, when to have that in the opening episode of one of the biggest comic entities to have existed in the 21st uh-huh. century on the 20th century I'd say the watch watch came out in 1986 86, yeah. so to have that in your um, in your pilot or rather in your first episode was insane Is Damon
1: Lindelof also
0: Daredevil? No I think that's Drew Goddard Drew Goddard Drew Goddard Damon Lindelof I think wrote Prometheus if I'm not mistaken it has all the earmarks of his Hmm. uh, slightly vague storytelling (laughs) which I think he really likes to cater to Um, but anything else that you want to add on Lost? I think very Interesting characters, like when it, when you set when you set the board for yeah. uh, the characters at play. I think there are plenty of people who are interesting. I think Hurley automatically stands out because he's the big guy. Then you have <laughs> Sawyer, the mysterious one. Uh, Charlie, played by Dominic Monaghan, almost unrecognizable because I think he was he was married two years ago in Lord of the Rings mm. <laughs> at the time. So uh, Evangeline Lilly's character, which oh my god, for the love of me, her name escapes me. Like this. There is, there's the pregnant lady on the beach. There's a uh, lock. Also, I think, uh, given the setting, like, you, you think, when you think about
1: it, right, And uh, an airplane is one of those settings where people from the most diverse and random backgrounds come together for the for the duration of the journey and then they go their own ways yeah very rarely do you have people from so, so many different walks of life being made to be in a, uh, a, a location location
0: together. where where they're and like That
1: setting and because mm-hmm. it starts off with a plane crash you have people such a diverse set of characters in the show mm-hmm. uh, which a lot of other shows because of the nature of the setting can't pull off which is all which is all what also makes a, which is which also adds a, a degree of an additional
0: degree of fascination to mm-hmm. uh, the character of. those you, I mean, you basically put a bunch of people together and yeah. if you're listening to this and you hear him in the background, I'm sorry, it's raining. It's yeah, it's mo- fine. It's the monsoon season. Um, but a very rainy episode. Of it's a... Uh, mm-hmm. Rain sound is considered calming. So calming sound, yeah. So this is a calming, soothing, non-ASMR mm-hmm. video Thank ever podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, do you have any closing thoughts on, on Lost?
1: Just... Um, like I said, with the, the caveat that we mentioned right at the top of the episode, uh, I mean, our very first example is, is uh, a great one for it, wherein started off great, had a lot of promise, but uh, somewhere I think the show writers, um, I don't know if they wrote themselves into a corner mm-hmm. or they got a little too ambitious and tried to put something on screen which, uh, I mean, a, a good show or a good any good narrative, things have to logically lead up to something, right? Yeah. Uh, suspension of disbelief is one thing, but you ask when when you ask the audience to s- abandon certain tenets that you established in prior seasons and just you know willy nilly pivot to something new, that's not something uh, that leads to a good narrative, and the audience is not going to go along for the ride. I think Lost is a classic example of that. I
0: mean, Game of Thrones, she was looking at you. <laughs>
1: uh, I mean, we dedicated a whole episode to shit on Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. so.
0: But, Great uh, pilot episode, nonetheless. Yes, the rest. on that note,
1: yeah. uh, we should quickly mention Game of Thrones. Um, again, one of those pa- pilots where the final first episode that did air uh, had a few changes from the pilot. You
0: can. I mean, three massive changes, I would say. I think they brought in a separate director. Yeah.
1: And wasn't there a different Daenerys?
0: There was a different Daenerys. They, yeah. they recast Daenerys. They recast uh,
1: Catelyn Stark. Yeah. So a, no not uh, subtle differences quite quite a yeah, major quite, a, quite a, a major and you can trend. still find the pilot online if you know where to look yeah. you know where to download no, it un, yeah
0: net pilots appearing randomly on the internet is not yeah, a I mean it. I mean
1: not that there's any value uh, in watching it, but I'm saying as a as a matter of
0: curiosity, if anyone wants to scratch that itch, it's out there. It's out there, yeah, for sure. I mean, speaking, I don't. I know we don't want like we've already spoken on Game of Thrones, but then other series that we kind of don't want to like talk about in this episode because we want to save it for later. I would like to mention uh, Vince Gilligan's Breaking Bad. The first episode of Breaking Bad opens like it opens with. ...Walt wearing uh, a mask... ...driving through the desert in his underwear... In underwear. ...I mean yeah. what, a, what an opening shot right... ...right yeah. off the bat you're like... ...please tell me how, how we ended up here... ...yeah yeah like I'd, I'd love to know how we got here... ...and there's a great line... ...in the first episode where... ...he and where Jesse and Walt... ...like Walt decides to partner up with Jesse... ...and he tells Jesse... um, ...you know... ...I know the chemistry and you know the business... Yeah. ...and we should work together... ...and it kind of really sets the board... Now the thing with Breaking Bad, at least the first season, is slow. is very slow. And right? yes. actually, after season three, it's it's real slow. I okay. So that's that's no. I would say it takes like it takes a while. But season three, when when the with the twins, I mean, yeah. Uh, season three onwards, shit just goes completely yeah, it's like off it's... the rails. But I'd say it's a slow
1: first season for sure. It's yeah. one of those. Uh, it's another entry in those long list of se- shows where uh, you, it takes you, us you time. need to wait. given yeah. the first season. I think at least second season onwards, there's a lot uh, in the story that pulls you in. Season three, second half of the third season onwards, it just goes completely off the rails right up till yeah. the finale, and that run of episodes. And I mean, it's hard to pay out, but I would say towards the from the end of season four till the end of the show is just hit after hit after yeah. it's it's masterpiece
0: like, after masterpiece. Exactly, I, I feel there isn't a show. You know, when the show gets hyped that much, usually the you expect things to to fall. Yeah. But the cl- the the season finale of Breaking Bad is, is fucking phenomenal. Uh, coincidentally,
1: I just watched it again day before yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason being, uh, obviously, for those of you who are watching Better Call Saul as well, know that uh, we are about three weeks away, three more episodes away from the end of Better Call Saul. Oh okay. Uh, it's a it's a lot uh, slower. You need to give it at least. I would say the first two, three seasons are slow. Mm-hmm. It's more of a character study of Jimmy McGill, played by Bob Odenkirk, who then goes on to become Saul Goodman. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, there are there's another track which revolves around Gus. I'm not going to get into spoiler territory. Yeah, yeah. But uh, again, yeah, season four, five, and now six just goes insane. And now they're sort of winding down with the last three episodes. So because of that, I ended up watching mm-hmm. Felina again. hmm what a masterpiece in storytelling. And obviously, we're going to do a, a more detailed episode mm. on the... Uh, I am Batman catching up on Better Call Saul. I Better Call Saul and... Um, El Camino. What's the movie?
0: El Camino. El Camino. Yeah. We should do a, uh, an episode on, on the universe. Like, on the Vince Gilligan universe. I think I, 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 El Camino wasn't as widely well-received as, let's say, Better Call Saul. Or yeah, ben it ben was It
1: was more of a nice coda mm. to the whole universe, but...
0: Mm. I mean, what standard is it being held to, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like like Breaking Bad is the pinnacle of, of yeah. good original writing. So,
1: And that is a classic case of uh, where you see... Like, if I look at what's happening in season one... Mm-hmm. And if I don't look at what's happening in between... And I just look at what's happened at the end of season five... You're like, it doesn't make sense. But when you watch this... When you watch the show, watch the episodes there is a logical at least semi-believable set of or sequence of events which have led one thing leads to the other mm. leads to the other and at no point are you expected to be like okay this just doesn't compute You're like okay this is possible it's possible it's a mm. little yeah far-fetched but it's possible, it's possible and yeah. then just keeps ratcheting 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 up to like Impossible levels.
0: I think when Jesse Plemons eventually shows up, I, I don't want to make this a Breaking Bad episode, but when Jesse Plemons shows up in season five, looking like evil Matt Damon. yeah, Mad David, Damon. Damon. Yeah, evil Meth Damon. he, oh dude, that guy was, and you, and you, you don't see that character arc coming, right? Because he's got that innocent, childlike face, and yeah. then it just starts to yeah. spiral, and you're just like, wow, dude, this is, this is a, oof. Oof. can't wait to, uh, can't wait for the Vince Gilligan episode. Yeah, let's, that should be, that should be a lot of fun. But any other pilots that you want to mention? I may have like a a wild card I want to throw in. Go for it. Um, I want to talk about, and like, this is another show that didn't live up to the fans hype. Because it spent nine seasons building this up. And as for great first season, that's it. For the first two seasons of How I Met Your Mother is a lot of fun. The pilot of How I Met Your Mother and how they set the board and, and the rug pull at the end is classic, like, is wonderful storytelling because they introduce you, they they go to the traditional trope hey, where hey. they introduce you to um, Ted, they introduce you to Robin, Barney, Marshall, Lily, and then he's telling the story to his kids about how he met his, how he met their mother, and in the end of that first episode, episode, he says, oh... And that's how I met your Aunt Robin. Yeah. And for and they're like, Aunt Robin and then you're like, Okay, I'm in for this. So
1: this yeah. it's not Robin that's yeah,
0: that that's the hook. Yeah, that's the hook. They go on the date, he tells her that he loves her and she freaks out. So like there's the whole um like the it's it's such nice storytelling. And when how I met your mother is good, it is very good. It is, it is. But when it like I, I feel once it hits season five, it starts to like episode pad or filler basically starts to add filler in like un- me does How I Met
1: Your Mother have a laugh track
0: it does it had a live audience I think at the start but then I feel they put a live track in there at some okay. point uh, some of the episodes in season 7 and 8 are nice especially when uh, when they're especially the ones with the more emotional beats mm. uh, the episode that reveals what really happens to the mother is in absolute gut punch because I don't know where they found Christian mm-hmm. Melody but she and uh, Josh Radner have such insane chemistry. And I really wish that we didn't just have two episodes of her in the entire series. And th- like if you've, I don't know if you've seen How I Met Your Mother. I've seen bits and parts. Yeah, I feel like it's great. My sister and I always refer to it as pizza television. Mm. So if we order like a, a big six to eight slice of pizza, we'll uh, open up an episode of How I Met Your Mother and watch, and watch it while we eat pizza. Because it's, It's comfort food. And it's comfort, absolutely. So, in terms of great first episodes, I think I just wanted to mention um, the pilot of How I Met Your Mother. True, it is a great pilot.
1: Uh, Another pilot that I wanted to mention, uh, talking of Jesse Plevins, kind of reminded me, although he's not in the first season of the show... Uh, but Desi Plemons did remind me of Fargo. I think he's in the second season. But uh, have you watched Fargo? I've seen the first episode the first of Fargo. The first episode, first season with Martin Far- Freeman and uh, Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. Oh my god, I love Noah Hawley, uh, Noah Hawley's approach to storytelling. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like, uh, I mean, the other parallel I can think of is how Kripke is handling the boys right now. Wherein uh, both of these guys are so deft with tonal changes. There's humor, there's darkness, there's violence... There's unpredictability and they're just balancing it in their screenplay so well. uh, Wherein it doesn't feel jarring when there's a sudden shift from humor. And there's a lot of dark humor in in Fargo Fargo, as well. Um, There's an air of tension that permeates through the entire first And every time, every scene that Billy Bob Thornton is on screen, you just don't know what he's going to do. You just don't know. He's he's sort of Homelander in that sense. Kind of, yeah. And and Martin Freeman is, is uh, Huey. Yeah, this bumbling idiot. There. Yeah, bumbling idiot who doesn't know what's happening. But over the course of the season, you see how Martin Freeman slowly starts, again, I don't want to spoil it, but slowly starts getting drawn into the energy or the sphere of Billy Bob Thornton. And you just see this other side of his character come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a quick mention to Freeman, uh, the way he's, that whole Minnesotan accent... Uh, that he's kind of pulled off in in Fargo. I mean, mm-hmm. he's, he's from the UK, UK right? And yeah. so this is a very distinctive, yeah. almost Canadian-ish Ish- sort accent, of yeah. bastardized accent. He's, he's done a brilliant job of it. And I remember watching the pilot and... The way the pilot ends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was yeah. just going to say, the way the pilot ends, you're like, what?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Like where do you go from here? Yeah, like, oh, like, oh she's just about to get real. Like, yeah. So it's... I remember watching Fargo. I I had the first season. I just don't know why I never didn't get around to finishing it. My dad's a big fan. He's a big fan of Fargo. He loves Ozark as well, which I have not seen. So I can't really speak for I have so. seen Ozark as well. I um, just need to get... I do need to get around to watching it. But mm-hmm. Fargo,
1: again... Um, second season of Fargo, the one with Jesse Plemons and I think Kirsten Dunst plays his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, towards the end, it goes a little off the rails... Uh, I, this is like the flip side of Noah Hawley's experimentation. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, third season is also pretty good, but I I feel like like the nothing matched the-, the heights of the first season. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, definitely worth. I I think you should definitely watch the rest of the season. It's, it's uh, it ends really well as well. Okay, I need to, I need to
0: get get onto this. So, for, speaking of Noah Hawley, there's Legit. another. Huh? Legion? Yes. <laughs> I haven't watched it now. Oh, dude. Legion is... So, here's the premise of Legion, right? You have... I mean, in the comics, Legion is uh, Charles Xavier's son. And his superpower is that he has multiple personality disorder. And each multiple... Each alter has its own separate superpower. Oh. Imagine if, like, you had a superhero film, or like a superhero genre, thing s- set to the tempo of Dark Side of the Moon. The oh yeah, and it's like it, it's creepy. It's unnerving. It has Aubrey Plaza in a star turn. Aubrey Plaza. She's the star of the. She is um, Dan Stevens is great, but Aubrey Plaza is the is the lead of that that show. Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten to finishing season two, but season one of uh, of Legion is one of the most original pieces of television I've seen in a very long time, and I watched it four nearly four to five years ago. And that first episode is a slow burner. But once you realize what's happening, it's just like, wow, okay, this is... I'm very interested in taking the journey with these characters. Mm. So Legion is is a recommend from me as well. It may not be everybody's cup of tea because its pacing is a bit here and there. It's it's very psychedelic in nature. So it may not... I think that's emblematic
1: of Noah Hawley. He he takes risks. You have Mm -hmm. to admire that. Uh, aspect of him. Mm. Maybe three times out of ten it doesn't pay off. Yeah. Or three times out of ten it demands a little more from its viewer mm. than than everyone is willing to give. Yeah. But when he does get it right, or when you do invest yourself into his storytelling,
0: the payoff is amazing. It's pretty yeah, pretty damn good. Any but who do you have up next? Um let me think. No, I can I can like take this. Okay, go for, for it. First. So I'm going to do a double header like I'm going to switch out of live television, like actual television and into anime because there are two great first episodes that I recommend um to anybody who wants to get into the anime genre. So one is a great show possibly one of the greatest shows ever made that is Neon Genesis Evangelion. Uh Evangelion is asked the story of what if we Tell a story of Mecca pilots who suffer from anxiety and depression.
1: Like Mecca, Saudi Arabia. Mecca.
0: No, as in like (laughs) Mecca, as in like big (laughs) life-sized robots. So there's the first episode of Evangelion is probably the most atmospheric episode I've seen in anime ever. It sets like the people have been living in underground cities because there have been attacks by so-called angels. So basically like kaiju monsters from space okay. that keep showing up at at a different Isn't point. Pacific Rim? Basically, Pacific Rim takes the same um, premise, and but their thing is they have uh, a um, they have a program the the Eva program which is what the robots the big giants as mechs are called, and the pilots are usually fourteen to fifteen year old children. Oh, so okay. there is a kid called Shinji Ikari who. ...who is the son of the head of the program... ...and he has like loads of anxiety and, and depression issues... ...he's got his mother left him as a child... ...so he's dealing with a lot of that... ...and he's cast into this... ...because the, the pilot who is supposed to take on the angel... ...is out of commission... ...and he's never been in a Mecca before... ...and he has a panic attack in the Mecca... ...and where the Mecca goes rogue... ...and just ultimately gets... ...takes, on, takes down the monster by itself... And then it begins to ask the question, are the meccas more than just robots?
1: Oh, this is like Pacific Rim meets Blade Runner.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, basically. And then it starts to build, and by episodes 20 to 25, it just turns, in from, like a, it turns from a mecca uh, versus aliens fight into something so philosophical because the creator of the show, when he was creating it, was suffering from massive depression. So he goes deep, into the uh, into the philosophical side of the show exploring exploring the human conscience why why is humanity so fractured and it's it has no business being in an, in an anime aimed at kids <laughs> but it's there and it's like but that first episode is just great it's, it's a 90s anime it, if it's on Netflix everywhere I highly recommend you check that out. The second is Attack on Titan. Now, it, this show has such a big fan following, mm-hmm. but the first episode of Attack on Titan sets the world. Again, very atmospheric. There are big, giant-sized monsters called Titans attacking free cities, so people have built walls. Once again, a very Pacific Rim kind of situation. Clearly, here, it, uh, yeah, and yeah. the sources are clear. Clear, yeah. And... There is you're introduced to your main characters, and something really tragic happens to one of the main characters' parents, and that tension and the sheer horror and build up is. No, but just how do they fight these guys? They just keep them at bay with
1: the. No, balls they have like a,
0: a set of um, they have a, a, a set of rangers who use like these uh, like these grappling kind of uh, hooks that mm-hmm. they attach to their to their hip. Which kind of hooks onto things and basically allows them to uh, oh, wow. navigate through the air and
1: <laughs> like pacific rim meets that uh, so was pacific rim meets blade runner yeah, pacific yeah. rim meets served
0: to yeah, basically more, more or less, or less. <laughs> 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 but such a great first episode I would highly recommend that uh, I, everyone who have shown. I've heard, I've heard is, I remember when the pilot had come out, there was just this burst of
1: buzz online. Yeah. Everyone was like, have you seen Attack of Titan? Attack on, Attack on, on Titan. Titan, yeah. yeah. Uh, I remember there being a lot of chatter around the pilot especially and as somebody who is absolutely not clued into the anime world to have heard this sort of buzz means... The pilot
0: definitely did make some waves. I mean, you could throw Death Note in there as well. I feel Death Note also has a great first set three episodes. Yes, and I think yeah. I've seen two episodes of Death Note. That is the full
1: extent of my anime dipping, dipping my toes just into anime. anime yeah,
0: some really good show. Uh, I, I have no record. doubt. It's just, yeah, just not, not ever gone yeah. down that road. Um, but moving on, I there's another one more wild card if you do go watch. for it. Uh, this is fairly recent, and it didn't end well. But the first episode of WandaVision Vision was—I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, again, WandaVision... Vision. Okay, so you can say what you're feeling. I can see robot's face like. No, no, no! I off. loved the first
1: episode, mm. and uh, in fact, I did. I was—I didn't even know I would love the first episode until the last couple of minutes. Yeah. Until then, I was like, "What, what is, is happening? happening? Yeah. Like it's a black and white show. There's a there's a guy who's clearly vision. He's robotic, but he's dressed in like 50s mm. gear. Yeah. And what is Wanda doing? Well, like, it's only in the last cup. I won't spoil the episode. But there's I a moment. Spoil.
0: Yeah, because you you spend the first twenty minutes looking at the show, going, okay, this is some weird homage to I Love Lucy. Yeah, and I think I I stopped watching the episode around four
1: times. Like, yeah. I started something and I was like, okay, I got distracted because this is some bullshit. You would, yeah, You wouldn't be the first. Yeah, and I just got out of the app, and then again, maybe I was on the shitter or whatever. like, okay, like, let's <laughs> give it another shot. A 10 more minutes like like five, 5-5-10-10 five, ten, ten minutes,
0: then finally the last two minutes came out and they were like, fuck yeah, okay, now yeah, I want to know yeah, what's yeah, happening. exactly, so like there's that, there's a moment that involves a, a specific character and you're just like, okay. I would say from the start of the episode, there's a sense of eeriness because this comes off the back of, this is like, well, this came during the pandemic, right, I think, or just, yes, yes, yeah, yes, so it was, so we'd spent, been a year out of Endgame where nobody had known what happened to the yeah. whole Scarlet Witch vision thing. And to see him pop up in the show, and everyone expected it to be either a prequel, but then they buffed that saying... Yeah, it's, it's... yeah. Let's not say what it is. What it is, yeah. So, that first episode of WandaVision, if you stick with it till the end, yeah. you're just like, okay, I'm in for this. And then it's just more about following the breadcrumb trail to see
1: where it goes. Ultimately... I would say up until the second last and last episode, up until the, the baddie reveal, yeah, uh, it's a great show then it then becomes the a just like hey this was I mean yeah then it becomes one like, it was predictable and then the last episode is just straight there, up
0: mouth yeah. so people yeah. um but yeah those are like the threes that threes are yeah. uh s-
1: just a quick mention of another pilot, which the f- final first episode that aired was slightly different but uh, there was a lot of the, uh, the good stuff in the pilot as well. We want to quickly talk about Sherlock? Yes. The 2010, yeah, 2010, 2010 TV, 11, C- yeah. TV series. TV mm. series. Eleven. 10 Eleven, 9. I think. Okay, I don't know.
0: You are the, you're the dates guy. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, starring Benedict Cucumber Patch mm. and uh, Martin, Martin Freeman, Freeman again. Second time appearance. What a guy. Yes. Mm. Pilot man. Pilot man. Uh, as uh, Sherlock and uh, Watson respectively. Again. It sort of laid the groundwork for what became Benedict Cumberbatch's career. Uh, typecast. I would say, off late, he's he's managed to uh, branch out and do things which aren't in that mold of wisecracking, mm. yeah. smartass who is uh, who you kind of love and hate. <laughs> but uh, Sherlock was the mold, yeah. uh, which sort of got the ball. Propel him into stardom, basically. Yeah, and, and for him, it was his vehicle to stardom. It blew up massively. Yeah. It was, uh, in that sense, it was like Game of Thrones. In, in the sense that everyone's like, you haven't watched Sherlock? Like, it's only three episodes. Yeah, yeah. What rock have you been living yeah. under that you haven't heard of it? And uh, that whole energy of Benedict Cumberbatch suits Sherlock perfectly because uh, that it, it fits the character. It may not work necessarily for the other roles. Mm-hmm but it fits this character perfectly this whole fast
0: talking yeah uh, car- uh i don't know brings. like this, that he yeah, basically sherlock style. holmes is a lot more laid back he's mm-hmm. more um uh, i mean obviously he's the smartest detective yeah. known to man and this sherlock wants people to know yeah, exactly this sherlock has that air of arrogance about him yeah. where he's like i know i'm good I there's a I'm there's a certain
1: friend of ours uh, that i would constantly be reminded of whenever i would watch sherlock i know i'm i'm sure you know him.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, for, yeah, for sure, yeah. Uh,
1: we don't want to name him because uh, he can easily sue us uh, to Kingdom Come. Yeah,
0: we don't, we don't want to venture there. So, <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, but anyways, I, I, I can see why you felt that way. And a lot of people have said that about him. So.
1: Yeah, I mean, they are brilliant. Both our both friend and yeah, Sherlock are brilliant. With it. It's yeah. okay if the world knows, it knows that. knows
0: exactly, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, but uh, again, great, great uh, first episode Again, a show that sort of loses its way towards the... Yeah. I would say first season,
0: great. Second season... Third season. I feel like they great. jumped... I mean, you... This is more to do with... It almost the, felt like the third season and the fourth season was it. Though? Yeah, there, was, there were at least four. And then yeah. there was a Christmas special. Yeah. A I think special the also. third season onwards, it, it
1: almost felt as though uh, Mark Gattis and Moffat were kind of... Um, under pressure to come up with more material because the public demanded it, and I mean, which is
0: very what do you call uh, ironic? Given that the same thing happened to Arthur Conan Doyle, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so Arthur Conan Doyle, and after what had happened, because the second season deals with the Reichenbach Falls, uh, it's so yeah history repeating itself. Yeah, exactly, and then um, the Reichenbach Falls is supposed to be like a, a monumental moment in the Sherlock series, and you know Arthur Conan Doyle has gone on record to say that he didn't quite enjoy writing sh- Holmes after.
1: Yeah, like and the pretty much uh,
0: what happened back then when
1: when Conan Doyle effectively killed Sherlock Holmes mm. in uh, Reichenbach Falls. Sorry, spoiler alert. Yeah, I mean this is, this is already, like a hundred-year-old spoiler. Show, yeah. uh, the public kind of almost bullied him into bringing Sherlock back and finagling his way back to life There's, and like yeah. bringing the character back and continue. Mm. Similar is similarly what happens with third season. Similarly unconvincing. In fact, they never really explain yeah. how he survived. It's just. He's Sherlock, so...
0: Yeah, like, he figured, he figured something Yeah, he did something. I felt like him... I guess that was the, the best way to do it, because any sort of explanation... Yeah, the, the degree to which people had analysed...
1: Like, people had done masters yeah. in, like, physics and... oh, this How he, Yeah, gravity. Exactly, exactly. yeah. Oh, my God. There was no way they were going to write their way out of it, but... Um, Another star making turn in the show. Oh, yeah, Andrew Scott. Yes. Amazing as Moriarty... Mm-hmm. Um, I would say even even more amazing as the
0: hot priest in Fleabag. Yeah. <laughs> have you have you seen Persuasion? No, is he, is no he, he's he's not good? in it. But Persuasion is like the Jane Austen version of Fleabag, and it's very bad. Uh, hmm. Oh, in the sense of breaking the fourth wall. Fourth wall yeah. Yeah, the Dakota Johnson has all the charm of. Her, uh, I like Dakota Johnson. Have you seen Cha Cha Real Smooth? It's on Apple TV. It's quite nice. I don't know. She doesn't have any energy. She looks dead. Yeah, but she's there's like an air of like especially if you for me Easy I mean elegance yeah I kind of li- I really liked her in about of Arkham which I highly recommend for everyone no, to watch I, I have two that's the Shia LaBeouf one Shia LaBeouf mm-hmm. and um, um, it's, it's like a Huckleberry Finn story yeah, like them, yeah. but like updated for modern times but coming back yeah
1: Moriarty hmm. Andrew Scott as Moriarty was uh, I think left an indelible mark on viewers yeah uh, he brought a I don't think that energy was ever associated with Moriarty. Moriarty is known to be cold calculating. This yeah. guy was
0: just manic. Jared Harris. Because at this time there was also Sherlock in the films. Yes. Uh, Jared Harris was a lot closer to the yeah, way I had
1: always envisioned Moriarty yeah. when reading the books. Yeah.
0: I, mean, I, I have not I had never this. envisioned Robert Downey Jr. as Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. But I liked it. it I was, liked it. The mm, accent is horrendous. It's, it's a, all over the but place. But it's, it's a it's an out-and-out Guy Ritchie mm-hmm. film. Like, yeah. It's like you've if Guy Ritchie were to make a Sherlock Holmes film, the first one is really nice. Yeah. Uh, I, I even like the second one. Yeah, second game of Thrones was also a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. And which was, well, I mean, I know we're like diverting here, but it's, this is an episode where we, we divert, I suppose. So, but, uh, which is why when Guy Ritchie was announced to direct Aladdin, I was like, oh, dude. I am ready to see Guy Ritchie. Yeah, like, and then it for was them to, them to, Disney shit. Yeah, it really was. It was so bland. And I was like, where is, uh, where's Vinnie Jones? I want him to pop up. Imagine Vinnie Jones as Genie, dude. Yeah. yeah Genie dude. Jones. Genie Jones. Yeah, Genie Jones.
1: <laughs> that would have been something. Third <laughs> wish? Fuck you. I don't third <laughs> wish.
0: Oh, I want like a snatch style, Aladdin. Oh, in man. <laughs> so cool. Everyone the lamp? <laughs> <laughs> There's a bunch of pikeys <laughs> out in the <laughs> desert. <laughs> yeah. We should make this movie happen. We really should. Snatched <laughs> Snatch style Aladdin. Oh my god, have we just created... Aladdin. Something? No, it's Aladdin. Come on, guys. I killed it. Yeah, it's, a whole, it's a whole new world of fun. <laughs> I already know the tagline. <laughs> Welcome to a whole new world. <sighs> oh my
1: god! But um, mm. coming back from Guy Ritchie and Aladdin, yeah. coming back to Sherlock, that was a wild spin-off there, but... Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to make a mention of Sherlock as well. Another great pilot, I felt. Okay. Do you have anything else on our list? True Detective. Oh, of course. Great first season. Great first season. Great. I think one of the best seasons of, like, standalone seasons of television. Uh, I know the second season gets a lot of hate. Yeah. But
0: again, it its only fault is that it follows the first season. It's a decent... But th- I've heard good things about the third season. Because the third season ties into the lore of the first season. Very tangentially. Mm-hmm. Uh... It's a nice uh, show.
1: Uh, it's got Marsha Ali and Stephen Dorff. Mm. I would say Stephen Dorff outshines Marsha Ali in in uh, in this season. Mm-hmm. It's got that same. It's uh, it harkens back to that same Southern USA Gothic backwards, rural. You know, voodooistic almost feel that the first season has. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first season is set in Louisiana. I think this one is also set in Louisiana mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. abouts
0: yeah.
1: uh, or New Orleans. New Orleans is in Louisiana. It? Is it Louisiana? Sorry, that's <laughs> yeah. Correct. So yeah. I think it's it's set um, uh, around the same area. So mm-hmm. I think they realize after the second season, this is a formula that works. Let's stick with this sort of vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first season, oh my god, and the first episode. In fact when they find that first body, body. out in the yeah. uh, in the what do they call it, bayou. Mm-hmm. And you're just like okay. <laughs> like Rust coal, right? Rust, Rust coal. Oh yeah. man, uh Matthew McConaughey's I think career best role. Dallas Buyers Club, notwithstanding, I would. Say. I would
0: say Days and Confused. I love him in Days and Confused. I mean, mm. all right, all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I also like him in. I really like rom com in. I really like him in the rom com genre. I mean, but, yeah, he he. But I think very specific true, yeah. Sense. But Dallas Buyers Club, and then this title coming off the back of that was his like 40. Mm. Two. This, the, those
1: two three years was when like I could see it around the time I remember watching Lincoln Lawyer. No, yeah, I was just sort of bring it up. Yes. Yeah. Mm. When I watched it, I'm like, okay, this is a different Matthew Matty and I like this Matthew McConney. Okay. I'm interested. I'm intrigued. Dallas Club, I remember watching the trailer. I'm like, this is gonna get Oscar buzz at least. Yeah. He's definitely getting nominated. Hmm. I mean, I know he won and stuff. Personally, I don't. I, I for one, don't like it when people win Oscars because they've done a physical transformation. Yeah. Because I, I think Letter also won at the same year. No, he, he won the direct. Uh, generally, generally, yeah, yeah, he did. Hmm. Now, Jared Leto winning that year, I would say, yes, there is a physical transformational aspect to the role, but he also actually, he's a douchebag in real life yes, or whatever, but yeah. he also actually acted really well. Again, not to say Matthew McConaughey did it, yeah, but, but I just felt it became all about him losing all that Me weight again, and yeah. getting into that character. Mm-hmm which i i guess it's part of performance but it's not acting to me mm. it's it's preparing it's prep for the role but i mean that's just that's just how i look at it mm. which is why again christian Bale is a great actor yeah but the no machinist i don't think but the uh, machine is not nah, the machinist no, the machinist, right? the machinist yeah. is when i mean he looked like a holocaust survivor yeah. but only uh, one for the fighter is what i think you're talking. even about. for the fighter he lost a lot of weight even rescued on he lost a lot mm. of weight and for, uh, what is that, David Russell movie, he gained, American Hustle, he gained a lot of weight. Yeah, I think similarly for, uh, for Vice. Vice. he yeah, gained he a lot of a
0: weight.
1: Of it, yeah. so, he was very good in Weiss though, but like... I mean, that's what I'm saying. He is a great actor, but this this feels a little gimmicky to me. You have prosthetics, you have... You don't have to do this, right? Yeah, look at Fat Thor. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, do you, you really think it's on? No, no, they, they have CG. You, you don't have to just focus on performance anyway. Yeah. That's my my point of view. I'm sure mm-hmm. a lot of people disagree. Yeah, but, but coming right back right. to the point, no, mm-hmm. True Detective is a, is is where he doesn't rely on any of this. It's mm-hmm. just him performing and mm-hmm. my god he's captivating yeah Woody Harrelson really good turn like, as well mm, like a good foil to his a great foil to Rust Cole but it, this is a Matthew McCartney vehicle the first season and wow it, again tackles very dark themes there's uh there's a mystic element to it mm-hmm. but there's a lot of it is loneliness depression uh self-loathing yeah and these both of these characters have to battle these demons before they can battle the air quotes, supernatural demons that the show is actually supposed to be about. Mm-hmm. And uh, even, I think, other than them, th- even the whole state of Louisiana, that vibe is also, I would say, a star of the show because you're never not on edge yeah. when you're watching it. you just like... I just don't want to be in this place. It yeah, feels exactly. like... Just, it greedy. feels like... Yeah, it feels like you don't want to...
0: Like, you want yeah, to get out of this place. it feels like
1: anything like can happen to you at any point And nobody seems to have good intentions. It just feels like you're... I don't know. It, it, it just gives you the creeps. Mm-hmm. And uh, even the guy who eventually... The person who eventually is the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Right, again, I don't want to spoil it. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Then yeah, when they go to his house and they... Oh, you know, man, it's... It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a sto- uh, uh, what do you say? It's a case study in atmospheric
0: storytelling. story-telling yeah, hundred percent. I think also Alexander yeah. Daddario. I was going to see, <laughs> yeah, the star of the show. Sure. <laughs> I mean, we can't. We could possibly, could not have like not mentioned. Yeah, you no. Can't not mention. Yeah. She's she's very she's very yeah. prevalent. Yeah. They but, are. Yeah, they are. <laughs> uh, not referring to pronouns. Now, uh, now back to. Um, any other shows? I have one slightly closer to home. So, Netflix launches in India, right? And with it comes the first season of Sacred Games. Uh. I think the first episode of Sacred Games is, is up there. Yep. It's so damn good. And so tight. Yeah. The Which first season <laughs> itself is so damn tight. I feel yeah. like it's it it suffers from the second season... Uh, phenomena It sort of loses It's way it doesn't know What story It wants to tell what In tell? the second season But the, yeah, first, but the season first season the first season It's like The questions it sets The yeah. The performances And I was just sitting there Looking at Saif Ali like Khan going Bro You you are a fucking Mad dude I Full respect for this Because yeah. Saif Okay Like the thing The lovely part of Saif Is Saif will go do Like one humshuckles or something Okay But then Along the way He'll have done Being Cyrus Which I mm. think is great He'll have done Lal Kaptan, which kind of is all over the place. But fuck, what a concept. Then he would have done Kala Kandi, where there's a guy who's like dying, goes on an LSD trip one night. <laughs> it's So his his repertoire of films are so all over the place. And with Sacred Games, no mainstream Bollywood actor wanted to... Like for them, they consider it as television because mm-hmm. R- Randi still has a problem. Very soon, you're going to see him on OTT with the way his films are performing. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, but when Saif took that chance with sacred games and that first episode, and with uh Nawaz and Siddiqui, Siddiqui raka they're all coming in i keep what is the guy's name dude? kisko du like who do you go you got to find but yeah i mean it escaped i think is, yeah. is the guy's name, yeah. but okay um yeah that I, I think that's a great first episode
1: yeah, and uh the, the thing about sacred games is it 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 was really good. Mm-hmm. But then it kind of got co-opted by the mainstream, in, especially in terms of memes Maybe, and yeah, the sayings such, were yeah. so ubiquitous that it sort of started getting irritating yeah. <laughs> to the point where it was everywhere. I'm just like, guys, you need a break from this. Yeah. And
0: Ganesh Gaitonde, played by Nawaz, great mm-hmm. character, but his He's, dialogues just... He just became like... A, like it became became so positive. It's, I of the ty- Tyler Durden situation. Exactly. You just got sick of it. And yeah. it, it kind of got... Taken out of context, used in random yeah. situations.
1: And then, कभी-कभी आप उनको आप 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 उनको लगता है okay, dude, good. Cool. Yeah. So, <coughs> but yes. uh, yeah, what a great show. Mm. Anything um. Else, I have one last, I think, uh, show that I can think of, which is Mr. Robot.
0: Have you watched the pilot? Have watched I the have show? seen Mr. Robot. I've seen the first season. Yeah. Great.
1: I've, see, I've seen the first season. Mm-hmm. I never... Yeah. Uh, I think when shows... When I watch it in real time, for the most part,
0: I end up falling I out. I love Yeah. I love what the show is called. The first episode is called HelloFriend.mov yes. or something.
1: Which is the first thing that uh, yeah. we were all taught to kind of program. Mm, Hello in, World, I think, is what we taught. Hello World is what we were taught. And but HelloFriend is, is like a spin a on it. Mm-hmm. Um Again, the first episode is is when the uh, I remember I, I don't remember much of it. I remember when they they want to catch this pedophile mm-hmm. uh, and played it, by an Indian dude. Yeah, played by an Indian dude. Isn't yeah. he called Rohit or something? I don't know. Is there, was it? Yeah, was yeah I remember because yeah. I was like, why the fuck is the pedophile called <laughs> Rohit? Dude? Why there are so many Indian names? Oh, I might be wrong about this, but I remember thinking this. But anyway, yeah, uh, they they uh, the whole thing where they try to they kind of trace this backtrace this pedophile Mm -hmm. through uh, I'm going to sound very illiterate here but through air quotes hacking yeah (laughs) but uh, uh, Rami Malik's character again I forgot his name Mm -hmm. but um, he plays this I wouldn't say he's on the spectrum he's definitely on the spectrum his character Mm -hmm. and but he's a he's a savant almost Mm -hmm. he's like this vigilante who's trying to take down yeah Mm -hmm. and they're forming this sort of Proto-anonymous sort of group wherein they catch this pedophile, and that whole confrontation scene is is outstanding—at least 10 minutes of television. Mm-hmm. But the whole the whole first episode really sets the board, and uh, you kind of see, okay, these are the players that matter, and this is very largely sort of anarchic, large-scale goal that they they want to basically wipe off student debt. Right? That's the plot of the first uh, first mm-hmm. season. Season, yeah. And you're like, wow, that's. It's a very ambitious board that they set up. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, I've heard that season 2 and 3 is a bit of a chore to get through, but Mm -hmm. season 4 of Mr. Reward is apparently one of the greatest seasons of television. Oh, really? It's what I've heard. It's it's outstanding. But uh, I'm not going to go through two seasons of... Yeah, I yeah. don't have the like, I don't, don't have time. time. Who
0: has the time? But I think most of the televisions, I, I, I don't think we have the time for it. Yeah. I and mean, we haven't even mentioned Succession's great first episode. Succession? Like, oh my God, yes. Yeah. So I know we're, we're, on, we're on a bit. I think we should wrap up with like an HBO tangent because we have, there are two great shows on HBO that we highly recommend you watch. Yes, yes, yes. Succession's first episode is great. Succession is great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Generally,
1: yeah. Succession is a lot. Uh, again, a lot of... Uh, Yes, Minister. I mean, obviously, Armando Yanucci comes from great pedigree, yeah. Yes, Minister and stuff. And his coterie of writers came up with Weep. Uh, Armando handled had... A but Armando Yiannucci
0: is succession. Huh? Ah, oh. But
1: in Weep, uh, in, in the Weep crowd was Jesse Armstrong. Mm-hmm. And I'm just trying to build a thread all oh, the way okay, back nice, from uh-huh. Armando Yiannucci to uh, his work in Weep. And that's why Jesse Armstrong really... Uh, shined through or shown through, mm-hmm. and from there obviously Jesse Armstrong is the showrunner for Succession. I'm speaking, that I want to like you see that sort sorry. I want to like hat tip tipped Enochchi for Death of Stalin. Oh my God, Death of Stalin is is, one is of the perfect sat- is biting exactly. satire. It's like it's, it's and it's I I love Enochchi satire because it's it's not for everyone. I remember
0: watching it on a plane and laughing. Yes, and then it
1: is unabashedly smart. Exactly, that's what I love about Enochchi. Mm-hmm. He's not trying to. Aim for the lowest common denominator. You're not okay, so trying to find it to the masses. If you don't get it, fuck, fuck you. It, yeah. that, it's that's great. What. I love it. Okay, okay. bye. I'm sorry. Here we yeah, back to no. Me. I mean, I, I was I'm going to mention Death of Stalin myself, mm. and and that same sort of energy, I think, is there in Weep as well, which mm. I'm currently watching. Uh-huh. Uh, I the first time I'm, I'm, I'm doing a run through of the show, and uh, honestly, if I just have one thing to say, if anyone wants to, if anyone harbors ambitions of being a writer. Just watch a few episodes of Weep, especially if you want to be a comedy writer. Mm-hmm. It will either push you to be better or it will deflate you just because you know, this is how good it's out there. Yeah. And Weep has some of the sharpest writing I've heard, mm-hmm. I've, I've watched in, in on television. But anyway, coming back, Jesse Armstrong was among the, the showrunners for Weep and you see that same sort of satire. I would say in, in succession that satire is a lot more subtle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you laugh at succession you are laughing you definitely laugh Mm -hmm. I would say it's especially uh, Rory Culkin sorry Kieran Culkin's character that that brings the laughs more than Mm -hmm. anyone else but uh, it's not like in Weep it's the dialogue that makes you laugh laugh. in succession it's It's the situations that make you laugh it's the mannerisms of like And, and Greg of course yeah uh, actually, yeah, Succession has its share of laughs. Greg now that or I Craig? Think of cousin Craig, cousin Greg. Cousin Greg. <laughs> cousin Greg. <laughs> can't uh, make a few. What is that you can't make tomlets without nicking a few Gregs. Greg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the show does have its. Uh, yeah, I mean, now that I think of it, there, there, uh, there is a fair bit of humor in the show. But yeah, coming back, the the pilot. In fact, the very first scene of the pilot, yeah. where he takes mm-hmm. a leak yeah. in the corner of the bedroom, and mm-hmm. just like, what's okay, it's happening? It's, yeah you are intrigued right uh, right off the bat and then again this episode does a great job of setting the board and uh, it also tells you that you can't really root for anyone because everyone's an asshole okay. yeah and i think that's a that's a theme that i see common in weep as well mm-hmm. everyone's an asshole mm-hmm. there there are no good characters i would say they're not even morally gray they're like very dark gray mm-hmm. <laughs> they're mostly black all of them and uh, it's this whole shifting sands sort of feeling you get watching Succession that I really love, mm-hmm.
0: and uh, can't wait for season four. I'm I'm catching up on Succession right now. I started the first episode when, when it came out, and just as life, I just never went back to it. The same thing with Money Heist. I started. I never watched Money Heist. I don't know. Became a phenomenon, like a culture. But just Succession
1: never... became the. It kind of filled the. I mean, obviously not to that extent, but it kind of filled the Game of Thrones vibe. Yeah. It was the show people would watch Mm -hmm. together and then discuss intensely the Mm -hmm. next day and stuff. Like, I
0: have friends and roommates who intensely discuss Succession after the show's over. Yeah, yeah. And I just never understood why, but now I can see why. But Succession is... In terms of performance, it is Jeremy
1: Strong's show. He is the heart, he is the soul, he is the... My God, that guy... I didn't know... Like, I didn't know this this guy was there. Mm -hmm. He shines through.
0: I'm going to, like... Give a small nod. I mean, to pass one the greatest shows ever made, which is I haven't seen I've seen the first episode of the Sopranos or the first three episodes, and the Sopranos plays off like uh like a movie. Like the, the yeah. pilot is basically a movie, which In fact I I also wanted to make a mention of Sopranos for
1: the fact that it is a great pilot, but not in the sense that the other pilots we've been talking about. Yeah. The other pilots have a very specific job of hooking you in hooking you narratively in the sense Okay, what's going to happen next? Mm -hmm. Sopranos is... The pilot is not like that. It's more... Who is this guy? exactly. What is this about? I'm just interested
0: to observe. Yeah, I want to know more about
1: this kid. Yeah, Yeah, I'm not really worried about the next event that's
0: happening. But I just feel like, who is this this guy? I want to get into his life. What is story Soprano like? Yeah. That's something that it does very well. It is
1: so intriguing in a completely refreshing and different sense. And I actually wanted to
0: bring Sopranos up Mm -hmm. for the same reason. Paul, like... Paul Savino, I think, died yesterday. Yeah. And such a big part of it. I think there have been two actors. The other actor, oh my god, I, how can I forget his name, uh, who also passed away last yeah. week. Who, we, last week? Yeah. Me? So A couple of weeks back, yeah. Of, so, Sopranos is is another. Curb Your Enthusiasm's first episode is, for me, the most... I haven't belly laughed like that in years. <laughs> that first episode, and it's just so innocuous. Like, the entire thing is about um uh Larry not like David the creator of Seinfeld mm-hmm. not meeting his agent's parents and that just spirals from there it, and the way it ends and like the awkwardness of the humor I I was belly laughing uh through the uh, through the first episode Th- those are my like we missed mentions. one last HBO show I think this is the last this is our last show for the for the evening
1: and I think this is a show that both Abin and I have Intermittently in other episodes, just briefly mentioned and, and have laughed about. Yeah. And I think we both love to bits. We're talking about uh, Bill
0: Hader's Barry. Barry. If you have not watched Barry, you. Even now, like, yeah. after the fourth or fifth time, we've you... told you, what are you doing? Yeah, you need to watch Barry. It is absolutely hilarious. Again, another show which balances tonal shifts like. Nobody's business. Exactly, and it's such clever writing. But Bill Hader writes for it as well. Bill Hader and Alec Berg write. Mm. They write. They direct. Uh, Bill Hader stars in it, obviously.
1: Mm-hmm. But again, uh, at points it is funny. It is hilarious. It's not just funny. funny yeah. Uh, but it is it is hilarious in a in an idiosyncratic way. Mm-hmm. It 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 finds humor in the oddities of its characters yeah. and when it gets dark it gets really dark and when there it's... are points when you laugh in the darkness of the situation, situation yeah. that's when Barry's one show which has made me question am I a fucked up individual for laughing <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> am I broken inside so, yeah. it, it, like the premise is simple a con man a hitman rather a hit man wants to become an actor so he takes up yeah. acting lessons that's, that's it. it that's <laughs> it that's the elevator pitch and you're just like wow I mean yeah <laughs> And And that first episode, which again, I don't want to
1: spoil it, but it sort of ties back in the latest season. I'm I'm still like, I haven't caught up on Barry yet, so. Oh, you haven't? No, no, no. no, Watch it, watch it. Oh, the third season is, my God, I don't know how they continue to make it. More and more high stakes, and without a drop in quality,
0: it's just getting better and I better. I remember and like he's just going off the rails. I was on the subway, and there's and they put up a poster for Henry Winkler's acting class. <laughs> 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 and so even HBO has the marketing on point. Yeah. Like yeah. A sign Gene to... Cousineau. <laughs> so good. But
1: uh, mm. that first uh, the pilot episode is actually about him. Uh, like he, like I've been said, he's a hitman, and they show him carry out the first kill or whatever, mm-hmm. and then they. Uh, Introduce uh, the character of Fuchs, who is Barry's handler. Again, what a turn by Stephen Root. I mean, that guy, I've, I've loved that guy from Office Space uh, days, but uh, again, great actor, great character, out-and-out out bastard Fuchs. Is. Uh, but they show this toxic relationship that Barry has. There's a sort of codependency where they only know how to work with each other. They are virtually incompatible no with, with anyone, anyone else. else yeah. Uh, But then this is until Barry kind of uh, meets Sally, Mm -hmm. who is this girl that he he sees and he finds out she's an aspiring actress. Mm -hmm. And in fact, I think his initial decision to get into acting is partially fueled by the fact that he realizes acting is he finds himself intrigued. But also he wants to do what she's doing and kind of uh, spend, be around her. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's when he, uh, he stumbles into Gene Cousineau's acting class. <laughs> Gene Cousineau played by, mm. again, uh, an award-winning by, turn by, by Henry Club. Yeah. And the um, then he realizes, okay, this is what I want to do. I want mm-hmm. to give this a shot. And um, not to mention, he uh, also runs into Chechen mobster. Yeah. <laughs> Mo <laughs> Hank, who, uh, I mean, Anthony Carrigan as uh, No Hank. Hank is the star of... Like, I, it's really hard to pick... A, a, a character a standout character in Barry because every character is so distinct mm-hmm. but Noho Hank is just there's there's no character like him on screen he, yeah. he's like a
0: demented Barney Stinson episode. Yeah, Yeah, he's just absolutely hilarious I feel and it's just the way he is the mannerisms Yeah, and it's just it's, <laughs> the, in the first episode you're you just like laughing because there's the, the yeah. absurdity of it all it's just so
1: absurd like Noho Hank I don't think in real life there could be a person like If there is somebody like that, I would question reality. Like, how can somebody be like this? Mm -hmm. But he just... Anthony Carrigan just makes it work. And uh, quick shout-out just to a couple of episodes. Uh, Every season of Barry, there is one episode which is narratively, logically... Really at the edge or the boundary of what is palatable, not palatable, what what Mm. is acceptable or believable.
0: Like it toes that line very well.
1: Yeah, it toes that line really well. Second season, there's uh, an episode, Ronnie Lilly, I don't know if you've... I haven't seen it. You haven't seen second season? Oh Oh. my god, Ronnie Lilly is probably the funniest half an hour of television I have watched. Mm -hmm. Outlandish stuff happened in that episode, but... Just because it's Barry and set in that kind of quirky world, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And third season, also, there's an episode which has just this insane chase that happens. Again, I don't want to spoil too mm-hmm. much. But it's like, how is this happening? But you just go with it because it's Barry. Mm-hmm. But among all of that quirkiness and that humor, it's, it's rooted in extremely dark themes. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I'm yeah, glad yeah. we could finally talk about Barry. I've been we didn't to talk, talk about for while. It, the old. Old. Yeah, it is an outstanding TV show. I feel when it concludes its
0: run, I think we can dedicate like a half an episode to it. We should. We, we should. should definitely. But that's it. Uh, shout out to the boys also. Episode yes. one of the boys. Also a great pilot. Yeah, great, 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 first episode. Yeah. What a way to hook your audience. Yeah.
1: Uh, but uh, that we. I would say it's a slightly more traditional, like yeah. you. Uh, you have expectations set at the start of the episode, and at the end, you subvert it.
0: Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So like a, The structure is very traditional. Mm-hmm. I but think it's even, uh, great. Yeah, so great, great first season. Man. Yeah, great first season. Phenomenal third season. I think the boys... Are Second
1: just, season was... Mm-hmm. Third season right until the last episode was amazing.
0: Last episode yeah. was... <laughs> last episode was like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was kind of... I felt, Not I felt like... Or, I, just, I feel like they copped out... Um, they like they they showed us something and then they copped out. Yeah. They and it. in that, the last ten minutes of It would be fun to edit. Uh, uh, but yeah, I guess that's it. Do you have any more that you'd like to talk about? No, no. I think we've 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 lived through it. a fair number of. Bunches. Yeah, like oh, guys, if you want TV recommends, this is the show. Yeah. It may not be great television. You may not love us for it at all, but. Relax. I would say I think in terms of. Great pilots leading to great shows, you
1: got around a 70% hit rate, I think. Yeah, more or less. Most of the shows we discussed con- like were steadfastly good mm-hmm. for the duration of their running. Yeah, we yeah. have the odd
0: lost here and there. there yeah. The odd, uh, yeah. I think we lost. So lost <laughs> was the only one. Shooting on lost since this episode began. But that's that. You let us know uh, what your favorite pilots or first episodes of shows were. I'll leave a little space for um you to do so. We will see you on the next one. This was like very on the moment, like spur of the moment planned. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't even have a it's topic. Like when is Rohit leaving my house? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had dinner. No, it's fine. No, whatever. I'm always happy to host you. Want to stay? You can stay. But yeah. Yeah, I think you have yeah. responsibilities. Yes,
1: <laughs> yes, I have responsibilities. I have puppy parent responsibilities. And you have a, a wife, parent Sorry, not puppy parent. Parent. and the wife is like just had. And the wife has had uh, dental uh, tooth extraction and uh, dental issues. Mm. so must tend to that yes wow
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's that we'll see you on the next one take care so they opened their big mouths and out came talk talk talk